is finally on the phone. We are here with episode 185 of Not The Footy Show. I can scarcely believe that we are back on air. Cocksmith, is that you? It's me, mate. And um, I've actually got you on the phone because I'm recording this here in the uh, in the Camden bunker. Don't we love that word, bunker? Oh, I love a bit of bunker. Hey, we've been conspicuously, inconspicuously, I can never understand the, the right use of that word, Yeah. for about... Ooh, Three and a bit months is that yeah. about right? It might actually be longer. I don't. I don't recall what round. It was the end of March. It was March twenty sixth was episode one hundred and eighty four. I believe we okay. talked about the dragons and how amazing they were. So yeah. it's no surprise that I had no more interest in doing podcasts <laughs> after that. I have waited for them to fall over a little bit, which is always delightful. Mm. We're going to talk a few things in this episode, everybody. We've, we've you know, we may have missed a, a bit of an interstate series that happened. Well, I don't know a month or so ago. Don't imagine how that possibly happened. Uh, I'm not talking about Origin, Foxsmith. I mean, that was your idea, wasn't it? So not talk about it at all. Oh, mate, I wanted to talk about it at round one or even before the comp began, but you just poo-pooed the idea, and I haven't heard from you for months. So, you know. Yeah, I, I've been in my bunker of my own for the last little six weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, with a little thing called the World Cup. I might even get a little bit of a story or two about that. Throw me a freaking bone here, and the boss needs the info. Mm-hmm. As we head into it, but I have some 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 breaking news here on not the pretty show, and I hate using that term, Cocksmith. You mm. know that I hate using the term breaking news. But mm. have you checked your WhatsApp uh, notifications lately? I haven't, mate, and you know why? Because I, I I love it when I'm up to date with the um the WhatsApp group, but at the moment I I open up WhatsApp and there's about 900 messages that I haven't seen. So I kind of you know through fear of being left out in the cold, I don't even look at it. I'd put well, myself out in the cold. Well, you're you're not just in the cold. You're shivering. You've you've got hypothermia because have an I been executive decision deleted? may have been made tonight. Yeah. Uh, by the well de facto chairman, and uh, all I can see is that uh, Brad N removed Rob Cox from the WhatsApp group. You have been punted, my friend. Well, Brad can go himself. You can beat and that. And with out. that beautiful start, we'll be back after the break here on the Footy Show what we've been doing for three months. What do you mean he's deleted me? I'm looking at it. You know his last name's Nicholson, right? Yeah, I reckon he's related to you. No, he's got a H. I'm no H. Our early attempts at a tractor beam went through several preparations. Preparations A through G were a complete failure. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we finally have a working tractor beam, which we shall call Preparation H. <laughs> he removed you. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, Whatever. Who is he? Right. Which one's Brad Nicholson, by the way? And I will have my vengeance. 
in this life or the next. Not the footy show. show. Okay, we're back. It's episode 185, not the footy show. I don't even know what the episode's called, but yeah, you've got us again. We touched on, just as we ended into the break, uh, out of the opener, that uh, Cocksmith has been removed from the famous WhatsApp group. And uh, if we go back, I don't know, a month or so, and we thought we were going to do a sort of a wrapping up of Origin, uh, I asked the guys who are in this group, and this is self-serving, but bear with us for about five minutes. I asked the guys, what do you think Cocksmith and Woz have been doing for three months? And I'm not going to lie, we got some good value. Uh, I mentioned just earlier that um, I may or may not have been working on a uh, rather large international competition in the last month. Uh, Cocksmith's been around. He's been, you know, driving Porsches. He's been, he's been just living up the high life. Mm. We've had a few ideas that have come through about what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one comes from Glenn. He actually points out that uh, uh, the guys have been doing weekly episodes, but you can only stream them through Optus. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. And actually, the rest of the group got a little bit of um, shyness after that because they went, "That's just." Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, as G said, the uh, zinger from Cut Hill, his parents must be so proud. Yeah. Uh, the next one was not bad, which is from uh, the guy who just excommunicated you. He said, he only had, I only had that uh, Was and Cox were in jail after being caught in a compromising position in the car outside the car park of ANZ Stadium. Yeah, funny. Yeah, uh, not too bad if you remember we did do a podcast yeah. from uh, outside. I do recall. Uh, when the Dragons finished ahead of the Raiders. And I think that I'm was before track. I was excommunicated, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm on track for another... Uh, uh, meal for you and another one uh, there's two more another one says wasn't Cox had a falling out over a woman her name was Yoko <laughs> it's not bad and mm. uh, as Alan says uh, he goes didn't you spend a few months making a short propaganda piece for a northern hemisphere despot Cocksmith <laughs> can you confirm or deny that one no I did not I did not make any propaganda piece for anybody or any organisation that anybody knows about Nice. Well, what I can tell you, Cocksmith, is that you have been excommunicated, but we are currently, uh, what's the word, devising uh, if there are three trials of restoration that you have to pass to get back in oh, to really? the WhatsApp group. Really? There you go. That's uh, a little bit of a backstory. If you've turned off the show by now, I completely understand it. We have to quickly touch on one thing, mm-hmm. and that is this Porsche job that you had, because I heard that you got a free Porsche doing a job. Is that right? A free Porsche. I got a free Porsche for about three days and then had to hand it back. And it was um, it was in great condition when I hand it back. Right? Oh, how, how, how's the Porsche go, mate? Because you know, we, we, we talk about football on the show, like, yeah. well, not at all for the last three months, but did it feel different? Uh, it felt like a $250,000 car. It felt uh, enormously fast. It, um, it, it felt like something that I could never afford, which is really nice to have at my um, virtual disposal for um, three days. And um, yeah, it's a good thing. Porsche KN Turbo, new one with the twin turbo V8 in it. And um, it went like the powers of piss. Tell you what, people, you waited three months for this and you've actually got a beautiful advertisement from <laughs> Cocksmith. He wants to do more work. Give him a call, Porsche. <laughs> New South Wales, they won the origin. We're going to go a little bit more depth at the end of the show. Yeah. I just want to make a, a point. Um, as, as Glenn said, we, we have been streaming actually for the last three months. 
Yeah. We did make a prediction show. Did you remember doing that? I think it was in about February. Do you remember doing that one? Yeah, well, I, I don't remember what I said because sometimes I don't remember what I said five seconds after it's come out of my silly mouth. So um, remind me what I said. Well, I believe we, we sat down and I, unfortunately the um, we, we recorded it, everybody and we had one of those situations where the yeah, annoying recording process just didn't work. It happens sometimes, Foxmith, and you mm. know, we, we apologize for that, everybody. But I have, I've got the notes here. Um, yeah. Let me just find them. Uh, the notes scrolling. Oh, here we go. We had the New South Wales team. Um, let me just. Okay, I think the team, I mean, this is just purely in alphabetical order, but I think we had had a car in there. Yeah. Uh, Campbell Gillard up front, I think, but we only thought, you know, he might get a chance at the start of, start of the series and then. Probably gets supplanted after that. We had Nathan Cleary at halfback. I mean, what else would you do mm. uh, other than pick him? He's just, you know, he's a no-brainer. Mm. Damien Cook at Hooker, I think he would have been a revelation as it turned out. Amazing. I mean, on this this piece of paper, it's, it's it should be up on the wall. Cordner, mm. Crichton, DeBellin, Frizzell, yep. Clemmer, Maloney, Mitchell, Peachy. Yep. I picked I, I picked Pryor as a bolter. Yeah, did, did did he get a chance? I think he might have got a chance. Uh, James a chance. Roberts. Yeah. Um, he still can't tackle after three origins, but hey, he won a series. Mm. Uh, Tarek Sims got there. I think he got a no chance doubt. at the end. And, you know, obviously the, the two players that we've been campaigning for at least, I don't know, 12 months to have there, both in the team, Tedesco and Trebojevic, mm. uh, they went pretty good. And uh, Jake and Paul Vaughan got his chance as well. I think mm. we nailed that New South Wales team as I put this piece of paper away again. Yeah, I think we got it around about 100% correct, which is um, not unusual, mate, because we are... Uh, Absolute moguls of the sport. Moguls. It's yeah. a, a great word. We're going to dive into something that probably isn't a great word in rugby league circles after that very self-serving uh, second segment of the footy show. That's the bunker and the operaries and all the rest of it after the break. Here on another footy show. Not the footy show. Show. Brendan Nicholson. What a Brad. Seriously. Brad, whatever <laughs> name is. <clears throat> oh, Hold on. Was Brad the one that I had the... Not the footy show. show. Time to talk referees, not the footy show. It's episode 185. If you've got segment three, congratulations. How do I put it, Cocksmith? Actually, you, you can put it better than me. You were at Shark Park about a week ago. What happened? Mate, I, I've been shooting footy for 2050 years this year, and I've never seen anything like that. No, I, and I, I did watch... Uh, Gus's show on Channel 9 I watched it on playback this morning and he, he says that in over 40 years in football he's never seen anything like that I think it's very rare for the touchies flag to go up um, uh, you know but mate look it was a it was a cluster of problems um, first of all uh, you know the, the, the Sharks were pushing on the on the out to their right to the left hand side of the Raiders and um uh, Jesse Ramian put his hand out to um, to catch what looked like a face ball. I think he touched it, um, mm. and the touchy saw it about two seconds after that happened. The touchy put his flag in the air. No player had stepped out, but the touchy put his flag in the air. All of the Canberra players stopped and relaxed, at least all the ones on their left-hand side. Yep. Um, and uh, Sione Katoa picked up the drop ball, ran around behind Ramian and then basically straight through the guts of the left-hand edge of the, the Raiders and um, went in and scored a try. Uh, Jerry Sutton said, no try, but I'm going to send it to the bunker. And uh, Mr. Perinara in the bunker overruled and um, and said try. 
Um, even though the Raiders player are all standing around like stale bottles of booze, um, there must have been a reason for it, but says that he or they in the bunker did not see the flag go up. Um, mm. Who knows what mm. they would have done in that situation anyway. But, mate, it was a, it was a, it was a, just a cluster of errors uh, from everybody on the field or beside the field. Um, so very rare, very rare and um, uh, very ugly for the bunker and for the referees and for the game on, on that particular night because the Raiders were on a little bit of a roll and, and yep. you know, I think they were only six points behind at that stage. Um, and that's After their... getting obliterated in the first half, let's not... Yeah, no, no, they, they, did, they didn't turn up in the first half, but they fought back in the second half and could have uh, evened up that game um, given another set of six. Who knows what's going to happen? But look, that's all, um, that's all history now and, and it looks like the Raiders' season is gone apart from a mathematical um, uh, possibility. Um, they're now counting on other teams losing that don't look like they're going to lose given their form. So, yeah, mate... Um, it it was a very interesting night and obviously not very good if you're Ricky Stewart or a Raider supporter. There's two parts of this that we need to break down. One is the process in which that decision has been reached, not only by the referees in the field, but then the bunker. And then I guess we need to just not categorically go into it, but just sort of ascertain how it's been dealt with afterwards. Let's start with the first part, which is what you outlined there's a there's a part that that the raiders are claiming that you haven't mentioned that um happened and that's that uh sutton actually put the whistle into his mouth or raised his hand to his mouth to uh to blow the play dead after seeing the touchies uh flag go up yep there's there's a lingering memory that i have and i'm pretty sure it's um elliot whitehead he's the one that stands there and just puts his arms out like no it's luke bateman luke bateman yeah there we are um on the right hand side but um but he just put his hand out like okay that's you touch his flags up i'm done i'm stopped i'm yeah katoa ran, ran right past him like yeah, a meter away and then you send it upstairs yeah where i, I view this and look people know i go for the camera raiders and i actually turn this on the way up the coast uh, after finishing that little world cup thing and i'm mm. just sitting there i turn the, the phone on and actually turn the phone on and put the game on as that play unfolded mm. and i'm sitting there going Oh, well, he's stopped on. Touch his flags up. The touch his flag bit didn't actually even really burn in my brain as it happened. It was just that, oh, he's knocked on the ball and the referee's called knock on when he sent it upstairs. Yeah. The issue that comes out of it is that we see referees ignore touchy's verbal advice all the time. Yeah. If you listen to the, um, the ref's mic and all those kind of things, there'll be often times where you'll see a referee ignore a call from the touchy. The key thing that everyone's looking at is this, this flag going up. Now, I know in, in football, as in soccer, when a decision should be made to uh, alert the referee in the middle uh, that something needs to be done, generally the touchy waves his flag, points it, goes crazy, and then eventually he'll listen to him and they'll make the call. I'm scratching my brain to try and remember seeing a touchy put his flag up to try and get the attention of the referee for a knock-on. Can yeah. you recall that? No, I, I can't because we know they're wired for sound. They've got uh, yeah. wireless uh, microphones and receivers and that's why they wear the earpieces and they have a microphone taped to the inside of their, their jersey um, so that they can all communicate. But you know what I think happened? I think he 
and I could be wrong, and only Ricky McFarlane knows, yeah. who has been a long-time touch judge, and he's been yeah. very good, by the way. Um, I think he went to point at what happened, yeah. um, and I think he's just raised the wrong hand and quickly pulled it. It was only in the air for one second, and he's pulled yeah. it down. But that's a second long enough for everyone to notice it, at least all the defenders close to him. Um, uh, I think he meant to point to it, mate. Um, that's what yep. I that's what I can um, get from that. But uh, I've never seen a touch his uh, flag go in the air for anything other than foul play or uh, a player or the ball going outside the field of play. But what what then takes you from that is that if he's okay, he's he's technically done the wrong thing in terms of how he pointed out the play. But as he does that, he then informs the referee Sutton that this is what I think I saw. So yeah. when he sends it upstairs and says, I think there's a knock on there and says no try, yeah. the the crux of it then becomes the process problem that is at the core of what's been bugging people for years since the bunker came on board. And this is the part where um, how the bunker operates within and to the referee, etc., is, I'll give you the abridged version basically, but in my past, I've had the opportunity to be there and, and observe how this happens um, in live environments. I'm not going to reveal anything um, untoward here, but what I will tell you is that, and it's what's been reported, is that there are so many levels of communication going on um, at any given time from the bunker to the referees in the field and the um, quote-unquote refs monitor slash coaches at the ground also doing the same thing. What you end up with is effectively the decision that is being imparted to the referee on the field is we have the technology okay to quote the old six million dollar man or whatever it is mm. all right let's use it now this is where they got themselves in trouble is that as the touchy raises his flag whether he's supposed to or whether he's not supposed to he's basically saying hey main ref there's been an issue let's let's deal with this the fact that canberra stopped effectively allows Katoa to run around, put the ball, and you've watched him put the ball. He's, he's just running over because he's, he's untouched. Finish yeah. the play. He's not, he didn't do anything particularly amazing to score the try, and even as no. he puts the ball down, it's not exactly in live play, if you get what I'm saying. Well, he still had 20 metres to go, and he went untouched, so that kind of tells yeah. you something. You know? Exactly, and, and where the problem lies is that as the referee is digesting his information he's got from the touchy, and no doubt is getting from the bunker as things happen. He's going through his mind and he's thinking to himself, all right, I've got touchy raising his play. I got a knock on, pretty sure I was a knock on, but I'm also getting this voice in my ear saying, just check it, 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 just check it. And that voice isn't just saying it to his ear, either going, that voice has been in his ear for five years as they develop the bunker, as the bunker comes in and, um, 2016, it's been around for three years now um, and what you end up with is so many things firing in um, Sutton's brain saying check it. Mm. The problem is the moment he sends it upstairs, he renders the, refer the touch judge's flag completely useless. He then takes the element of whatever decision he had made in that live environment, which was the knock on, into that very fine line of what is forward, what is back Yep. what is touched, what is not touched, mm. and it completely and utterly chucks out what the players for the Raiders did, which was switch off. Yeah, There's nothing in the rules around the bunker and how it can um, 
rule on a play that takes into consideration players stopping because the touchy's flag is raised. Mm. So the moment it gets sent upstairs, all the information that everybody sees on the field, and you saw there on Shark Park on the Friday night, is completely useless. And all the bunker can do because of the way that's set up in the processes, rule on is whether did Jesse Ramian actually get a touch on the ball? And if he did, did it go forward? Well, I'll tell you what. From every replay I saw, I don't think it was conclusive that he did touch the ball or he didn't touch the ball. Yep. Okay. I think the touch judge who was standing probably four or five metres away from it got a better view than anyone. Um, and I I was under the impression that um, if, if a... A bunker person is going to overrule a referee's on-field decision. It has to be inconclusive. Oh, sorry, conclusive, conclusive evidence. Way, has yep. to be conclusive evidence. It, it cannot be a shadow of a doubt. And, mate, I mean, look, I, I'm no scientist, but if but every every replay I saw, there was no gap between the hand or anything like that. Um, it was it was inconclusive, and I would have thought. And and I'm as you know, I'm no Raiders fan. I don't. I'm not a Sharks fan either. I don't. I, I'm. Not, I'm a absolute non-biased person in this. But for wanting the players um, and the fans to get the honest result, I don't think personally. I don't think that it was as. Um, I don't think that the the right decision was made given the rules of the bunker. Yeah. It has to be conclusive. And look, I, I have no problem with any referees, touch judges, or any bunker personnel. I'm no. just merely a, a spectator when it comes to that. Um, but I, 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 I really felt sorry for the Raiders players and fans. I did. Yeah, and, and that's you've touched on it around that. Like, where was the, the proof? But the, the key part for me is that his flag raise is now irrelevant. Yeah, that's the bit that I'm. That's the bit that I'm getting at in regards to the way the bunker is is operated because they came out and said afterwards. They didn't even realise that he'd put his flag up. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you. I'll Through tell you. The bunker process. I'll tell you one but, thing that, that a lot of people are talking about now is you know let's have a, a captain's call or, or, or something no, no, like no. that. I don't. I actually don't mind it. But what I what I really don't like, and I'll tell you why I don't like it in a second. But what I don't like is this, you know, sixty to seventy to eighty percent of the time going to the bunker to check a try. And I'll tell you why I don't like it, because it takes away from the immediacy of the celebration for the crowd okay you see you see a player make a break from halfway and they'll step around three or four players they might get a pass away or as long unless it's a clear walkover from dummy half generally they're going to check it so then the crowd doesn't get to celebrate in the moment they get to celebrate afterwards after they've kind of got panicky that it might be taken away from them and i don't think that's a great spectacle i really don't I obviously don't like the idea of a howler either, um, but it seems to me that that whole immediacy of that you know the fans rising in the in the, the stand, knowing that their team's just scored one. I think those days are a little bit gone at the moment. Um, yep. And you know, and the other other thing that another commentator brought up um, was the whole difference. Depending on where they are in the field, there is a different. Um, interpretation of rules if it leads up to a try we see players all the time running block plays and um, you know the block runner running through the line of defense and sometimes picking up the uh, the inside shoulder of a, of a defender sometimes knocking a defender out of the way and it gets let go let go they let it go but if it happens on a try penalty yep. so it can happen it can happen 50 60 70 times in a game 
and it's all good until there's a try and then there's a penalty. So, you know, this whole thing, this consistency, the C word that we, we you know, all care desperately about, I think, I think something has to be done. There's over-analyzing of the games. It's like their whole penalty thing at the start of the year. They, they, you know, they're pinging players for certain things. I think that has to stop. You know, it's not it's not good for the spectacle of the game, mate. Unless unless we just want it to be a, a refereeing demonstration, and nobody wants that, except the referees, maybe. <laughs> the uh, other part of that, as you touched on it, is the fact that I think five minutes later, Canberra sort of composed themselves somehow, and uh, they made a break, and then uh, Joey Lalua um, threw that massive cutout pass yeah. and got called forward. Yeah. Now I want to categorically say. I'll back the referee. I think it was forward. He made the decision. I think it was forward. I re- I really do. I, I, I don't agree. That, I don't agree it's forward, but I will say that I back him to say that he thought it was forward. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. He admits to the Amber players. He goes, mate, I just thought it was forward. Well, you know like, what, mate? I, I watched it. Cool. I watched it today, and I saw it. I watched it three or four times today, and every time I watched it, Joey Leilua passes about three meters before the line. I think it's a twenty meter line, and every time I watched it back. Um, Brad Abbey caught it about two metres off of that line. So yeah, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Players running forward, the ball carries forward. But at the end of the day, the pass did go forward. Okay, no, I'm, and, I'm just happy for the referee to have made a call. And yeah. that's going back to why the other decision is so infuriating, whether yeah. you're a Canberra fan or not, yeah. is that the touchy makes a call, hmm. whether he did it the right way or not, obviously mattered. Yeah. But then the referee makes a call, but because he has this bunker thing that he's told to go to, yeah. it ultimately gets stuffed up. And that's the problem that people have. The, yeah. no, everyone, I know that the that Katoa try was a much bigger deal than the forward pass, but people can move on from stuff like forward passes. Yeah. Um, and where a referee has backed himself, you'd much prefer him to make a call than not make the call. Yeah. And then, you know, you get you can't check forward passes in the old um, bunker anyway. No. But I was fine with that. And the funny thing is, um, of all the people that were involved in that play, um, Sutton's back in first grade this week, and the other two are gone. So um, yeah, they look that 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 um, I can't even comment on that, but it, it's just it it's, it's makes my head spin a little bit. Let me just say one thing though: this whole thing about referees having you know in one ear they've got um, you know, figuratively in one ear they've got the bunker, and in the other ear they've got the referees coach upstairs, and then they've also got touches in one or the other ears or whatever. Mate, I, I think, you know, I, I really do think that that's a, a, a real hard thing for the, the referees. It'd be, like, it'd be like grabbing the best player in the world and sticking earpieces in his ear and, and having, you know, having a, a, his coach in one ear and his fullback in the other ear or something like that or his best mate at home in the other ear. It, it, it's, mate, you can't get the best performance out of someone when you're chirping at them all the time. Just let the referees get a feel for the game again. And, you know, I mean, there, there are some things, and I know that there are purists out there because I read all the comments about, you know, um, the, the, the whole crackdown at the start of the year. There were plenty of people saying, we love it. We love the crackdown. I wasn't one of those people that, you know, really enjoyed the crackdown, to be honest with you. I don't like seeing 20, 30 penalties in a game. I think it's a waste of time. Um there are some penalties that don't need to be given. Now, people go, oh, but that's the rules. You know, we've got the rule. Well, mate, when a bloke is half a metre offside, but he's slow and fatigued and he's not getting up and he's not getting back, it shouldn't really be a penalty. If, if a bloke has a hand on someone's shoulder as he's playing the ball, no penalty. He's done nothing. 
You know, these are little tiny niggly things that can be just let go for the sake of letting the game flow. Um, I think when a player holds another player down or when a player is standing three or four metres offside repeatedly and getting up and into the attack's face, penalty. You say, you say player, do you mean Cameron Smith? or you say, you Oh, no, I'm not even thinking about any players right now. I'm just thinking about how the game looks. Yeah. And, and it doesn't look good when the bloke in the middle with the yellow shirt on is blowing the shitter out of the the, the, the whistle. It's just not good, you know. It's... I, I, it's not good for anyone, mate. It's not good for the look of the game. The fans get frustrated. The the big blokes always get a break. The little blokes continue to get smashed um, because the big blokes are fresh. And it's no, it's not good for rugby league. I don't. I mean, the play the ball. We've cleaned that up mostly. I know that there's still a little bit of wrestle going on, and and you know they by by all means penalise that. Penalise things that are dangerous to players' welfare. But you know that these pinging. These pinging um, penalties at the start of the year were, mate, it was it just wasn't. I don't think it looked good for the game personally. It's the it's the corner, the game can paint itself into the. the I can't even put it the right way. We, we've asked ourselves to be perfect. We cannot be perfect. The problem is we've got this multi-million dollar perfection technology that just demands that we use it. So, so I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. So we've got to use it less because the more we yeah. use it, the more people expect perfection and it's not going to happen. The, here's the bit I wanted to jump on from what you said earlier. And this is, this is why this is related to the bunker. You mentioned how the referee can't have seven voices in his ear. Yeah. You've got to remember where a lot of this technology and the fact-finding tools go to. And they go to a little thing called the States. And what is happening in the biggest code, well, you can argue that basketball's bigger, but the NFL is is, is the, the golden goose or whatever it is in terms of establishing protocols and all that kind of stuff. Now, their referees have got people speaking to them. Uh, most importantly, the quarterback on every team has got a little microphone, a little speaker in his ear. you got to remember that a lot of this stuff is adapted. A lot of this stuff, they just go, well, you know, it's being done overseas. We should do it here. And I don't want to sound like I'm just throwing garbage out there, everybody. But that's when you when you get a grant for something like they have done with the bunker on this process. I'm not I'm not against developing um, how we do things and all the rest of it. But you can go too far. One of the great things about rugby league compared to a lot of sports, and particularly if you want to compare it to NFL, it is a what's the word? It's a game that you just pick up and play. You don't play it too much between your ears, if that makes sense. It's it's a it's, it's a very it's a very ad lib game. Yeah, it's and that's what you want refereeing to be because they and this look, Bill Harrigan was never perfect. Greg McCallum was never perfect. All these kind of guys, but they they had a feel for it. And unfortunately, we've we've basically got to a stage where there's that much information going in the ears of these referees that. There's no way they can feel the game because they're being told every three seconds, this is what the game is happening. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. Mm. You haven't done this. You haven't done that. Mm. And what you end up with is this confused state where, well, what's the fallback? Stand at the bunker. And that's where we've just hit this massive bump in the road that I think the game's strong enough to get past. I'm not going to believe the people who say, oh, rugby league's dead and all that garbage. Oh, I'll no. suck that for all the Queenslanders when they lose origin. But effectively what we've got to look at here is be thankful okay i'm about to go really positive 
when we get to the finals, generally, everyone shuts up and we actually get decent games of football and the uh, pedantic nature of what you have been talking about pretty much goes away. We get the best football and the best conditions and hopefully we get the best team to win. I want to finish with one thing on this. We didn't really go into how it was all dealt with, but I wanted to finish with this. This is a quote from Phil Gould. He's back on Twitter. Have you been following him, Foxmith? Yeah, I love him. He's good value. Yeah. Uh, someone wrote to him, Phil, would you consider running the NRL if the chance came your way? To which Phil Gould replied, I don't have the corporate knowledge or experience to run the NRL but I'm sure the current NRL leaders don't have the football experience or knowledge to run the game. Mm. Yeah, kind of kind of thought-provoking. Oh. Everything that everything that, that Gus says, I think, you know, is uh, measured and, and he, he's, a, he's a thinker. You know, I really yep. like him. The other thing, let me just say one more thing for me. Yep. I, I like it when the referee... I, I like it when we don't talk about referees. I really do. I, I really don't like talking about referees. And to the point where, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, and I am being a bit ridiculous here, but I would love to see them in Mexican wrestling masks so we don't know who's who. <laughs> I would love that. Could you imagine? Could you imagine those blokes running around in Mexican wrestling masks? It'd be fantastic. I'd love that. It'd be, there'd be nothing better. I think it'd be great because we could have a laugh and we wouldn't care who they are. They, all have all, they could just wear one color. Maybe they're stupid orange and black or you know, yellow and black or red, or whatever, I don't care. But they've all got to wear the same mask. I love that. Oh, that's outstanding. Well, there's a whole bunch of time on uh, referees and the bunker and the rest of it. Uh, as they say in the classics, what do you think? We'll be back after the break on Not The Footy Show. Not The Footy Show. Have you got a Mexican wrestling mask at home? No one has bigger dreams than Nacho. When you are a man... Sometimes you wear stretchy pants. It's for fun. But to become a champion... I would like that kind of respect. He'll need strength. <laughs> speed. <laughs> and style. And now, <laughs> The orphans, they need me. He'll become their hero. From the director of Napoleon Dynamite and the writer of School of Rock, Jack Black. Nacho Libre. That didn't hurt. Okay, we're back. It's top eight time. Uh, Foxsmith, I actually have the tape this time, all right? I've got the tape of us pre-season. I know, I think the last one we did before was the uh, infamous uh, ANZ Stadium uh, dinner. Yep. But I want to just turn around and hit record. I uh, don't recall what's the word. Play. Play. Yeah. On our uh, our top eight predictions. Are you ready? There you go. Okay, everybody. So you're just going to hit the button. And... Mate, it's time to pick our top eights. Uh, what is it? Uh, February 27th. Uh, we just got in before the end of February. That's pretty impressive. It's time to pick our top eights for the upcoming season. Uh, mate, we, we'll start with number one. Who's going to finish top of the table? Come on. South Sydney. South Sydney. Gee, that's bold. Yeah, um, I like Seabold. Speaking of bold, I like Seabold. Yeah, Seabold, I reckon he'll turn into a good coach. Oh, mate. Um, one of the best. There's good 
chance that he might sort of free up and let them play some attacking football. So, oh yeah, less yeah. structure. Yep. Um, I like a bit of less structure. Probably won't. Probably won't get flogged as much as they won't get flogged as much at training either. Uh, yeah. Rabbitohs. I've got him. I've got him in third. Oh, something about this preseason just excited me, but I can't mm. go from first. I've got. Um, so you reckon uh, first Rabbitohs? Well, do we have second? to put him in order? Because I mean, uh, no, I'll... let's not do that. Let's just go through some teams. Yeah, right. I, I also like the Storm. Yeah, mate, they're always classy. Uh, I mean, you know, what do they do at halfback? Uh, Brody Croft, he's the big oak. But there's a kid called Jerome Hughes. I tell you, yeah. he's... They've, mate, also, got I, Jer- he's they've also got Riley Jacks as well. Remember that. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, yeah, he could be there as well. But just just watch out for Hughes. He's hurt right now. He's got a shoulder injury. He hurt himself in the uh, World Club Challenge. But, hmm. mate, just watch out for him. He's a player and a half. They'll be, they'll be top four. No yep. worries. Store. Um, Cam Smith. Little rumour going round. I don't mm. know if you've heard this, Fox Smith. Have you heard mm. this one? What one? Mate, he's gonna he's not gonna play Origin this year. Yeah, I actually did hear that. And I've also I've also heard, believe this or not, that he's actually yeah. fallen out with his two best mates, Slater and Cronk. Oh, gee, that's huge. Yep. No, mate, it could be unfounded. I mean we, we it don't could know. Be, but I'm I'm getting it from a pretty good tip. The rest of it, but, yep. Um yeah, the store classy once again. But if I get Smith through that origin period, I mean, they could go undefeated. That's that's bold call. True. But, you know, yep. to say it. Um, I mean, your Dragons, uh, I mean, you've recruited outstanding. Yeah. Ben Hunt, yeah. superstar. He'll start origin for Queensland for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. Know, quality player. I just don't know if he's... I don't know if Ben Hunt's got the consistency at origin level, though. I've got a niggling feeling they'll probably go with him early. But, mm. mate, I don't know if he's going to finish... The origin in the seven jersey, but we'll see. That could be good for the Dragons. I mean, he could come back after that yep. series, and he could be like really strong for them and, yep. and propel him into the into September. Yeah. Uh, the Roosters. I mean, they've added Cronk. I mean, what else do you need? Oh, absolutely, mate. They're, they're a top eight team, hundred percent. I tell you who we get, we've given this guy grief, but I've heard I've heard a rumor yep. that um, Blake Ferguson has given up the grog. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the same. Tip, most runs, most meters for the whole season. Well, there you go. Yes. Do you want me to give you another tip? Yes. I'm this is an exclusive. Go. Ferguson to the Eels. Really? Don't think the Roosters are going to hold on to him. No. Nah. No. Nah. They're going to let him go, mate. I reckon, and I'm hearing as well, the reason they let him go is they're recruiting big overseas. They're looking for another winger. Wow. Wow. You're hearing that in the hall, are you? I'm actually That's hearing funny. that in the hall, mate. Um, little black book uh, player for you. He made his debut last year, but expect a massive year from Victor Rudley. I mean, yep. the, the whole, he's just going to put people on their rear ends. He's an impressive, impressive young well, bloke. I, like the I don't think they know where they're going to play him yet, but I reckon he might end up in the second row, at least for this yeah, year. I mean, he's been, he's been filling a hooker like late in the last year. Mm. And, you know, but I think they're, they're going to commit to Jake, Jake Friend, I think. And yeah. um, you're going to see Radley get a crack in that back row. Um Sharkies. I mean, they won the comp a couple of years ago. Always Paul strong. Gallen, the round for season number 483. Yep. They've just got too many good players. I think they'll be fine. I don't think they'll get great value out of Dugan. I think he'll probably be injured yeah. most of the time. Um, yeah. Matt Mon, he'll warm into his role. Yeah. Uh, and I think Chad Townsend, underrated. I think he's a he's a good footy player. Yeah. Uh, I had my questions about him a couple of years ago, but, you know, I think he's, he's good enough for them. They won't miss Maloney too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they'll be in the top eight. No worries at all. Yeah, for sure, mate. I, I can, uh, I can see. Also, they've got a, a pretty good young centre there, Jesse Ramian. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I've heard it's, yeah. Hmm. Well, they have to move on from. I mean, there's, there's talk that 
uh, Latelli may not stick around. Yeah, I've heard he's signed elsewhere already. I think he has, um, but we'll see. I mean, right, oh, it's a big call. Yeah. I I wouldn't have said that. I mean, we've got Dugan, Latelli. There's no room. I mean, I, as I say, if, if Dugan has some injuries, maybe Ramian will get his chance. The yeah. Penrith Panthers, mate, I, I, I foresee a really strong start for the season. I think Maloney will be all world. Um, one thing we haven't seen before, Nathan Cleary, is any injuries yet. Mm. Uh, I hope he doesn't get hurt, knock on some wood. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, he's also played first grade for a couple of years now. Injuries, they find a way of happening. Yeah. Um, especially, I, especially, like... You know, being the playmaker and the kicker and stuff like that, I can see, you know, mate, mate, I'm just worried about his knees, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Maloney, I think he'll carry the, the torch for them. and um, Yeah. That'll be fine. Uh, there is a bit of a chat around that this could be Peter Wallace's last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm hearing knees couple, there too. I'm yeah, hearing. Yeah, a couple of young players, Yanni Katoa, uh, big raps on, and there's a kid called Wade Egan. You might not see the best of him this year, but mm. I think he'll get some. Get some game time and we'll see the best of him next season. Sure. Uh, uh, and I'll, I'll give you a little little, little tip. Little tip. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a big fan of Dylan Edwards. Don't yep. get me wrong, but if anything should happen to him, um, I know that uh, we saw the best of, I think, Dylan, uh, Dallin Wiltini as a Lesniak at fullback when he first came into first grade. Yeah. He's sort of biding his time on the wing, but I'll give you a little smoky for fullback, mate. If I ever need someone to go back there, mm. do you know who I'm talking about? No, I do. Kiwi. Who? A Kiwi. Kiwi, who, who, who are you talking about? You know he is. Go on. He, no, no, no. I, I actually, I actually thought it was somebody else. Really? But you talk about Kiwi, and then I'll tell you about the guy I'm thinking of. Well, I'm thinking about two Kiwis actually. Um, young bloke called Kayla Bacon's. Oh yeah, yeah. He's. It's not Aikens, is it? It's no, it's Aikens. A e k i n s. Under twenty yeah. superstar. And there's also another under twenty superstar who has lived in Australia all his life, but qualifies for the Kiwi Kiwis. Jerome Louis. And uh, he's a halfback, but he's been known to... Is it Louie to... or Luai? Well, I'm not too sure. I'm only saying it how I see it spelt and how I've seen him play. But, mate, he's a, he's a, he's a genuine halfback, but can play fullback as well. Who he's carved up with the lower grades. Who are uh, you talking about? I'm talking about Peach. Give the oh. Peach a chance. He has wanted to play fullback oh. his entire career. Wow. Give Peach a chance, I say. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, I, I look forward to that. Wild card, mate. Wild card. Just... just... Well, I hope nothing happens to Dylan Edwards. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Good young player. Hmm. Uh, two spots left. Can I just say? Can I just say one thing? I've got a. Yeah. I've got a. It's worrying me a little bit, right? But I've got a good feeling about the Warriors this year. You do? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've got a good feeling about the Warriors. Why the Warriors? Mate, I think I think it's gonna. I think Stephen Carney or Kearney, whatever his name is, he, I think they've. I think he's figured him out. I think, and I also think that Isaac Luke is going to have a big year. He's off contract, and you know he might be thinking to himself, if I don't have a big year, uh, I could find myself uh, without a gig. And look, I don't know Isaac very good, but he doesn't look like he'd cope with the cold too well of the north of England. So no, I think he, he, he'll he'll show he'll show his wares. Yeah. Um, there's a there's this. Uh, was I reading? I think I was reading in, it could have been Rugby League Week, I'm not, I can't remember, um, about this technique that Alex Corbo is going to bring to the Warriors. Have you heard about mm. this? Look, I think Alex Corbo is going to bring something, definitely. I mean, we know that he's a, he's a Melbourne, a Melbourne, um, ex-Melbourne boy, and um, I think he's... They play for the Raiders as well. Yeah, but, but I think he's stolen Bellyache's, uh, Bellyache's um, you know, his uh, training manual. So, 
Bellyache has been looking for it recently, I've heard, and um, Corvo's the man who has thieved that. And I think yeah. he's taken it over across the ditch and um, he's working the Warriors through it. Don't know, mate, obviously the Blake Green factor playing there alongside SJ. Mm. And two of us are Sheck, mate. Mm. We, we haven't seen the best team for a couple of years. No. We might see yep. a bit more of it. There is one thing, though, that Corvo was also going to bring to the table. I, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the huddle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and there's, there's this theory about, about huddling after you concede points. Mm. Um, I think it's adapted from the US, but, but effectively... The, yeah, they breathe sorry, deeply, yeah. don't they? They put their arms yes, around yes, each other. Yeah. It's about, you know, clearing your mind. Mm. It's a bit of yoga, a bit, yeah. of, a bit of meditation in the midst of everything that's happening in the game. You, know, you get your focus off what you've just had happen to, yeah. the negative. Yeah, you wash the negative this. away, yes. I, I mean, I, I think they, they, they could even stick with that whole, the whole season. Yep. I'd be impressed if they can do that mm. the whole year. Yeah, it sounds you know, like a gimmick, doesn't it? But I, I think they, I think they might, mate. I, they've been doing it at training, and quite often, what they do at training, they take into games. So, and another thing is, you know, playing in New Zealand in the winter, it does get cold. Mm. You know, and that you can warm up a little bit more in yep. the way you do that. I, I really like that idea. So well, it's body heat. Them. It's body heat. They get close together, and and yes. all of that steam and whatever else is coming out of them just warms each other up. It like does. it. Uh, there's one spot left in the eight. Um, mm. Oh, you know who we've left out so far? Who? We haven't spoken about uh, the Broncos. They haven't even come up on the radar. <laughs> How have we not got them in the eight already? I, I mean, know. That's, that's, that's big talk. Yeah. I mean, Bennett, he's, he's, he's the, ma- he, look, the master coach. That's what he is. He's the master coach. I mean, yeah. who knows what his future holds? I don't know. But, don't you know, know, he just needs to, you know, I think he's got enough players here. I mean, there's, I mean, I've got my spies up north, Matthew mm. Duncan. You remember the... Um, the long-time coach, Matty Duncan. Yeah, yeah. Duncan. Um, he he tells me that there's 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 chat that the Broncos mm. youth system, yeah, is the best Bennett's ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, Benny has been talking about the the players that he's got coming through, and we know that he's quite close with a few of them. Um, yeah. but I think this year you'll find he'll be closer than ever to those youngsters. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think, I think, I think it's, yeah. it's like. I mean, Jaden Sewell. We saw him a couple yeah. of years ago. He didn't get a chance last year. I'm a huge fan of what he can bring to the table. What about that winger? The winger. The winger. Asako. Winger. Oh, Asako. Yes. Well. Oh, surely no Jonas Pearson gets to the wing spot instead of Asako. No, I think Asako, and and I also think um, Corey Oates, given no injuries, to be honest. Well, he's going to play in the back row. Uh, Bernard was saying. Surely he'll play on the yeah, back row. Yeah, look, I think I think he might have a shot at the back row, maybe in the trials and whatnot, but I don't think he's going to be a long-term back rower. I think I think his spot is the wing. I think he could even play Origin this year on the wing. back into Origin for you? I think so. I think so. Can you hear my dog barking? Yeah, I mean, it's still light outside because it's February 27, but, um, yeah. you know, just mind him. Yeah. That we're trying to record a podcast here. Um, yeah, uh, David Fafita is another one. Payne yeah. Half, there's these two young fellas. No, uh, Fafita's no relation to Andrew. And, um, well, so and they Co. say, yeah. He may get a chance um, down the track. Mm. Uh, but, look, it comes down to what can they do. With, is Milford going to be good enough? Is Kay Nikarima going to be good enough at halfback? Um, I think they will be. I think they'll stick with them. Okay. That's what I'm That's what I'm hearing out of Brisbane anyway. My Brisbane spies have seen a couple of training sessions and they're telling me that they're they do look a little confused every now and then, but they're looking sharp mostly. So, and I tell you that the player that I am still devastated that Raiders well didn't 
let go. He got mm. convinced to go north a few years ago. But Tevita Pangai Jr. Oh, yeah. could be anything. Could oh. be anything at all. Oh, him. yeah. He's, that's he's, a top eight. I mean, I'll, I'll just go through in just a random order of, of where I think they'll be. Go on. <laughs> Roll the dice. Smart ass. Go on. Storm, Dragons, Rabbitohs, Roosters, Sharks, Panthers, Broncos, and I think the Warriors in eight. Um, right. But that all, all could... I mean, I reckon, you know, let's just throw a little bit of a, a, a random out here. Yeah. Let's say after 18 rounds, okay? Yeah. 18 rounds. Where do you think... How many points do you think are going to separate first from eight? First from eighth. Oh, that's a big one, mate. But probably around about um, eight to ten. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, to eighth or to, to ninth. So from, from first to eighth, I reckon there's going to be four points in it. Yeah, four to six. Four to six, this yeah. Comp- this competition has just been so even. Yeah. You're going to end up with that. But then, yeah. here's, here's, here's the left fielder, all right? Yeah. And we'll go to the, what we think the rest of the... the competition will look like and the teams that I guess are going to drop away but mm. there could be a massive gap you know with seven rounds left between that eighth spot and that ninth spot I'm just it's just what I feel it's what I feel I think there's going to be at least four to six between the the, the uh, eighth and ninth well, should, should we go through I, I guess we won't well, spend as much time well no let's let's probably not because we know who's in the bottom eight we know yeah. they're the ones we've left out but I think they're the ones that'll be nipping at the heels I'll first of all I'll say the Tigers, because they've got a great coach and a really good recruitment. I mean, anyone else that would be nipping at the heels of that eight spot, do you think? Well, you know, my boys, the Raiders, mm. if they could... They've got one, they've got one total four, Cocksmith. Go on. Um, Their coach? Oh, that's harsh. I'm joking. I love Ricky. That's harsh. Generous, warm and kind. Gee. Yep. Gee, hope as the season goes on, they win some games and he, he warms to you after that comment. Uh, he He's a good bloke. Oh, oh. My, my worry, okay, my worry with the Raiders is that we saw it last year. Mm. Uh, they'll give up leads. They are mm. they are a they are a good footy team who yeah. just cannot complete yeah. matches and finish them off. And I think that'll come back and bite them at the end of the year. Um, yeah. And just one look, it's I've watched the Raiders for years, Fox Smith, but one little tip for them, all right? Play the whistle. All right? Yes. You can't expect things just to happen. Yeah. And, and and be and just the Raiders last year. Battled in a bunch of games, but you've got to play the whistle. Yeah. And there's one player I've seen him play through the, the junior ranks at the Raiders for years. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. 100%. Come on, tell me who it is. Jared Croker. No, it's Luke Bateman, but you were close. Oh. Uh, he just, mate, play to the whistle, all right? I don't know what it is, okay. but I've just yeah. seen it a couple of times. Yeah. The kid just stops. He just yeah. stops. Mm. Like he's deer in the headlights. And... Luke Bateman. Yep, the master. Luke Bateman. Yep. Take, take the tip, Lukey. Mm. Um, there's a couple of other teams that we haven't even mentioned yet, and I think this is this is telling Fox Smith, all right? Yep. Where the heck are the Cowboys and the Eels, buddy? We haven't got them in our eights. <laughs> well, we I know, them. mate. Look, people will be outraged. People will be, be outraged. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to put them on the desk and get a big mallet and get ready to pound on the desk and say to you that I think that uh, the Cowboys and the Eels are going to be around 15th and 16th this year. With the great Jonathan Thurston and the great Mitchell Moses, all battling it out for that uh, wooden, wooden hardware. You know what I mean? That's 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 that's, that's, that's just not just bold, Cosmith. That's mm. it's outrageous. I mean, if, you, if you turn out, I mean, are you saying they could be like so far off the pace yep. that people are giving them odds of like fifteen hundred to one to win the conference? Absolutely. They're, they're, and and don't worry about this. The Bulldogs won't be far in front of them. 
I mean, uh, look, I haven't raided the Bulldogs for years. No. Uh, my flatmate knows this. Um, yeah. I live in fear every day yeah. of saying where I think they'll finish. Yeah. But the Cowboys and the Eels, I mean, they're on paper, what, what gives you this belief? Oh, I mean, mate, look, I just, I don't, I think JT's played a year too long. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't think the addition of Jared Hayne at the Eels is going to be a positive one. Uh, and um, I think uh, with the Bulldogs, I think the um, the whole salary cap issue is going to come back and bite them on the bum. Are you anticipating changes? I'm anticipating big changes all round at all three of those clubs. But they've they've picked up Aaron Woods. Yeah. I mean, good player. It's got a four year deal. I mean, there's no way he's going anywhere. Yeah, good player, mate. But let me tell you something. Woodsy doesn't really like the inner west. He likes the beaches. But but he loves two o four o or whatever that stupid. Not anymore. Like, I know. Not anymore. He used to. Now he's now he he likes the look of the Shire. That's what I'm hearing. Now I know at the moment he's got a haircut like uh, like the bloke out of Robin Hood, right? But I don't think it's going to last because I've heard I've heard that some blokes at uh, Canterbury training are calling him Sharon Woods. Oh wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So. Wow. So, mate, don't think that everything's so smooth you, sailing. Are you suggesting that he's going to sort of wave and buy to everybody? He may, he may wave and buy, and um, he may. You never know, mate. I mean, look, there's a lot of stuff going on at Canterbury that we can't talk about. They may even be trying to get, at some stage, Kieran Foran to medically retire. That's what I'm hearing. So, mate, look, some, I know saw, that there. We saw the best. We saw some foreign resurgence yeah. last year with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, we? yeah. We did. We saw about three minutes of a game that he, he went well. Uh, oh, but good three minutes. Yeah, look, I know that I'm really going out on a limb here. I'm walking out the walking out on the end of the plank and I'm jumping up and down. But I tell you, all of my mail is good. So uh, take it to the bank, my friend. Okay, there's three teams you haven't mentioned. Uh, we've got Ponga joining the Knights. You'll go well. Piercy joined the Knights. No, oh, mate, I'm worried about him. Worried. I, he's played a lot of football. Do you reckon the wear and tear might hit, the, hit him, mate, you think? Mate, look, the big thing about players getting a bit older, there's two problems, all right? Yep. Quite often it's the, the Achilles, the heel, right? Yep. So quite often they'll have ruptured Achilles. The other thing that you've got to watch out for is your upper body injuries like pec muscles and bicep muscles, Ooh. all right? So I just hope that they've got, you know, a, a plan in place to... Um, to help him along with with any kind of weight. Tony Oob, I'm a big fan of Tony Oob, the, the, the physio. Yeah. So what you're saying is, if he got injured, I think they've got the. Oh, they've yeah, yeah, they've he got the support stuff, but I, I just hope they don't let it get to that, mate. You know. Yeah. yeah. So. Be careful, but look, the Knights. I think they'll be enjoyable to watch this year. Yeah. I think defensively is going to be their, their yeah. challenge. They'll go they'll well. Be fun to. Yeah, they'll go well. Uh, and two they'll... things left. Go on. Um, and, and they really are afterthoughts, and I, I hate saying that, mm. but. Um, You've got the Titans who have... Look at them on paper. Yeah, forget them. See you later. Well, they've they, they got some players. No. They don't have a lot of depth. But, I mean, Bryce yeah. Cartwright could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Has he signed with them? Yeah. Okay. Oh, mate, he won't, he won't last a year in first grade. Whoa. But he's like... No. I think Brennan said he's the most talented player he's ever coached. He's average. At best. Wow. Mate, you're, you're going out on a limb. I, mean, I just don't think he. I just don't think he wants to play first grade footy anymore. I mean, hopefully, you know, I've just seen a little bit of something in him that you know when he when he, uh, you know when he um, at training, I've seen snippets of it. He just he's he just doesn't have the eye of the tiger at the moment. If you know what I'm saying, he doesn't have the killer instinct. 
There's something missing. Don't know what it is, but I hope I'm wrong. He will find peace and serenity on the Gold Coast, mate. There's no distractions up there, so he'll be nah. fine. Yeah, yeah. He'll be fine. Speaking of being fine, um, hmm. probably the team that overachieved the most last year. Manly, is that a fair comment? Yeah, yeah, that's a fair comment. I would say they overachieved towards the end of the year. Uh, I don't think they're, they're not going to make the eight this year. I think that they've got uh, quite a few internal problems there with a, a couple of uh, halves that don't get along. I'm not going to say who. Um, one's on big money, one's on little money. Um, and, you know, one's name's Jackson and one's name's Daly. But uh, I, I suspect that that may uh, come to a head at some stage and could I think rectified at some stage in the season well it, it could yeah. be and I just hope that Trent Barrett has a nice sharp scalpel to uh, lance that boil um, if you know what I'm saying and uh, I hope that neither of them get dropped um, and sent off to another club or released I mean That's is all. there a chance any of them get stripped of the captaincy or mm. That's an interesting one That's an interesting one I think it depends whether you know, if they look, the thing is with Manly, they love to party. When they're on the road, you know, when they're out on road trips, they love to party. They like to get to the pubs. They like to mingle. They like to get to strip clubs. They like to do all sorts of stuff. I've I, said I, let's it. Let's not. Let's hey, 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 Coxman. Let's not. Let's not drag down you know, the fine country towns of Australia with talk like that. All right. Well, mate, but, I don't know if you know, but in a lot of country towns, there are strip clubs. Oh, and really? yeah. And uh, I know for a fact that some of the Manly boys like to go to strip clubs. Not all of them, some of them. And, uh, you know, they get to the strip clubs, they get a little fired up, and then they uh, have a few brewskis, and next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom. That's what you're telling me. Flesh and blood. What is it? They're flesh and blood. Well, they're flesh, they're human. They're human, like referees. Yeah. And um, they... Um, and just like us with our predictions, I think. I mean, oh, mate, I'm, t- I'm probably totally wrong with everything I've said. It's probably I, just I, a big bunch of BS. I, mean, I like that... I think the Seagulls have about three or four really good players. Mm. He made how mm. outstanding. Yep. Because he was the best of him this year. Mm. Uh, Trebojevic brothers, amazing. Yep. Um, but the depth, the depth, manly. Like, oh, where is the depth? Mm. This, I hate yeah. You so know what scares me about now. the Manly team this year from what I've seen in the training paddock? What scares me the most about Manly? I'm looking at it here. I'm just eyeballing the, the draw. Yeah. Round 19 versus the Roosters. The Roosters will have hit their straps by oh, then. You think so? Yeah. And I can see a big score at the Fortress, Brookvale. I can see a big, big score coming. I know we're a lot of weeks away from it. We're yeah, probably... We are so many weeks away. And that's, that's like... Mate, I've, weeks from now. I've got it circled on my calendar, and I think that they're going to put a big number on them. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'll leave it there. All right, fair enough. Look, everybody, that's our predictions. Um, I know we're aiming to do a second part of this podcast. So what we'll do is we'll whack this with the other part. We'll make sure it's out before the start of the season, and you can hear our predictions for the top eight of 2018. Uh, enjoy more or not the free show after this. Show. Okay, well, there we go. Cocksmith, uh, mm. dude, yeah, I'm looking at the date right now, and yep. it is, it's Wednesday, the 25th of July. Yep. Believe it or not, 19 rounds in the competition, so it's 18 games in for each team. Yeah. Mate, I don't want to roll out there, but if we had published that 
episode because you know, I think as you heard we we were going to do a second part of it yeah. like with our dally ends and all that kind of stuff mm. uh, and it never happened just combination of reasons bloody like yeah. we have nailed it mate I think we're pretty accurate I think I don't think there was you know I mean I I, I can't think of anything that was way off course anyway a couple of things that weren't 100% but uh, pretty accurate yeah I'm, I'm happy with that I do feel it. sorry for, for the Eels and Cowboys fans who would have entered this season thinking Premiership mm. and had they heard our recording yeah um, well they could have saved some money and some time oh mate yeah you, know, you would have just torn up your season tickets yeah you certainly yeah. wouldn't have bought grand final tickets um, <laughs> no you would have maybe taken up baking uh, I believe wooden spoons are needed um, when you're baking <laughs> true true that <laughs> uh Anyway, we'll uh, finish up, not the footage after this. Try here. Stand. What the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. How soon? Sir. What? We've identified their location. Where? It's the moon of Vega. Good work. Set a course and prepare for our arrival. When? 1900 hours, sir. By high noon tomorrow, they will be our prisoners. Who? Oh! All right, Cox. That could well be uh, one of the longer not the footy shows that we've done. Yep. Um... I don't think there's really anything else we can talk about apart from, you know, the top eight will actually be decided. Um, in the next in two weeks. weeks. Yeah. I'd say in, in the, the next two. Make it, mate, or not? What's that, mate? Canberra? The Canberra or the Tigers make it? No. I don't think sort of- so. I think the Tigers are probably more of a chance just because of Canberra's run, mate. Um, I think the Tigers uh, might just have a little bit more roll on at the moment. Um, the Raiders can say goodnight. I'll tell you now, they can may as well just start booking Mad Monday because they're finished for the year, unfortunately, which will probably mean that um, ribs and rumps will be looking good for me again. But, um, hey, one thing we didn't talk about was, um, I know we didn't want to go too much into Origin because it's all done and dusted, but I, I really want to touch on the, the Wally Lewis medal. Any chance, yes. just for a couple of minutes? Well, let's let's quickly just dive on to why New South Wales won because... Okay. All right. Well, let's let's spend let's spend the next six or seven minutes just talking about why they won, and then back it straight into uh, the Wally Lewis. So for the next six or seven minutes, yeah. I, I want to say categorically that I am so happy. Not because New South Wales won. Mm. Okay, that sounds stupid. It's great that they won. We are better than Queensland, Cocksmith. New South Wales are a better football team than Queensland. Yep. How refreshing is that to say after what we have watched for oh, 13 years? Yeah. It, 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 mate, it, it is very, very good to say, and it's true. We are a better team at the moment than Queensland. But the thing that I find a little disheartening, mate, is when you speak to Queenslanders who uh, will openly say to you that if New South Wales wins the next three or four origins, it's dead. Gone. Yeah. They don't like losing too much, Queenslanders, do they? No, nah, there's not a, there's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. You win eight in a row, then you lose one, then you win three in a row. I can understand the, uh, the appetite um, for losing isn't mm. exactly um, high, mm. but 
we have sat there and and each year we we didn't have much hope that we'd win even then we won in 2014 there wasn't much hope there um it came down to a Herculean effort uh defensively and a couple of players called Farrer and Payne who actually played out of their skin that series yeah but what we've got to look at is I don't even care about next year I just look at games one and two in the first half yeah. of game three and just says, yeah. we were better than Queensland. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, that, yeah let's mate. dine on that for 12 months, New South Wales. Absolutely, and I think I think the future's bright, mate, with a couple of youngsters there, like Nathan Cleary, who played who, who played solid, but he wasn't a standout. He wasn't dominant. Um, you know, in origin, it's very it's very hard to get, ask a 20-year-old to be dominant as a half. Um, you know, but... No, he didn't need to be. That's what I'm saying. He didn't need to be. He did his job, and he did it. He did it all all the way to almost perfection. Um, and you know, so we've got some young players in there: Trebojevic, uh, Cleary, James Roberts. I mean, the future and um, Tyrone Peach. The future's there. You know, the 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 whole embryonic stage. We won with a young team, and I think we can just build from there. And and I really like what Freddie did. I think he he got them together. He led them well. Um, his coaching may have been a little bit uh, left of centre, but you know what? It worked. They believed him. They believed in themselves. Queensland, on the other hand, and we've been saying this for years in private conversations on the podcast, I've been saying on the podcast since we came into being, basically, they've had class coming out of every orifice pretty much. for. You almost did entire... a rhyming thing then, didn't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> entire. <laughs> The entire uh, time that people have been alive, almost, and been following Origin. Yeah. This was always going to happen. Um, yeah. Cameron Smith retiring, I think, had more to do with the storm than it did Queensland. Uh, but it gave just Wales this opportunity. And, and that's probably the most refreshing thing for me beyond us just being better. Mm. Is not only were we were better, but we took advantage of the first real chance that we had when Queensland were down on class. Yeah. And we beat them. Yeah. No, look, we that did. That means we, that we have been outbeat. We've just been outclassed for fifteen years. It, it happens, everybody. You you've got to accept the fact that this is generational, and there's no guarantees for us next year. But when we had that opportunity, we finally took it. Yeah, uh, mate. Look, I think I don't know. I, I don't share your enthusiasm for the thought that if Cameron Smith was there, we would have would have won anyway. I I actually I'm not so no, sure. I'm, no, 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 I'm not. I'm just saying the opportunity. Yeah. Would have also been there because Cronk and Thurston weren't going to be playing. Yeah. Look, I, I, I do, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I'm not a hundred percent sure we would have won as easily. I, I still oh, think no, we might no. have won. But Smith is is an is the next level. Like he is a he's like a, a cyborg, mate. He's um yep. he's a next level player. Uh, you know, they're they're talking about possibly. You know, people are screaming that they should make um JT an immortal before he retires. I, mate, I think. Uh, and, and this is taking nothing away from JT, who who will be an immortal one day. Uh, I think they should make Cameron Smith an immortal now and let him play for another two years. Um, that's how good I think he is. I think he's a freak, an absolute freak. What I would have loved to have seen, and this sort of leads us, I guess, to that Wally Lewis medal discussion. Mm. I would have loved to have seen how effective Cameron Smith would have been in attack up against the little harrier that is Damian Cook out of Marker. Mm. And conversely, I would have loved to have seen how Cameron Smith would have nullified Cook coming out of dummy half. That would have been the battle to me that would have, oh, I can't say decided origin, but it could have um, been instrumental in, in how that battle would have gone because 
as we get to who we think should have been Willie Lewis player of the series, because we both agree it shouldn't have been one billion Slater as good as he was. Yeah. I would love to have seen that matchup. Smith versus oh, yeah. Cook. And that's, to me, it leads me to say that I think the player of the series for mine, as good as Maloney was, Cook was the most influential player on the field for both teams. And I would have given him player yeah. of the series. Oh look, I, 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 you never know. We might get to see that matchup again. Um, in a final, we'll probably get to see it in the finals somewhere, maybe in a yep. grand final. Um, I, look, I've got a split decision on my who I thought was the best player for the series, and I think it was either Cook or Tedesco. Um, yep. I think that the. I think, and it's, this is nothing against Billy. You take the awards that are handed him to handed yeah. to you, but I think the decision to make him the player of the series was an absolute joke, just a a an abysmal joke. Um, mate, he played two games, right? Uh, he lost one of those games, and, and they he won well for twenty minutes, and they won in a, that game that they lost, and they won he, a dead rubber. So, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, no Queenslander should have even been. Um, should have even been thought about for that award. Um, and all it does, mate, is it just, you know, unfortunately for Wally, and I know Wally doesn't vote on, on that award, but unfortunately... Why does Wally not vote on the award? I don't know, because he's a Queenslander, mate. And, and clearly, um, you know, I don't think the Queenslanders on the voting could just... I just don't think that they could let Billy go out without something. I really just they went away I, with a win that they celebrated like yeah, they won a dead, the series. A I mean, dead rubber though. I think they just couldn't bring themselves to swallowing it that New South Wales had dominated them in two games, and that one of their players should have gotten the man of the series. And I think that I just think, unfortunately for Wally now, I think he's the the the, the name, his name on that medal um, will forever be remembered as a rot. Who won it last year, Coxman? Don't know. Who won it the year before, Coxman? Don't know. I'm going to guess Cameron Smith at some stage. Probably. Cam- Cameron Smith probably would have won it and probably that's deservedly. The, that's the bit about this that, that that doesn't comfort me. Probably, but, yeah. Well, look, I mean, he would have probably won it every year by 2014. Um, but I will say... Well, not the he, not, he, but a Queenslander would have. It's not the it's not the Clive Churchill medal. No, it's not, but it's a, it's in the, the, in, the, in the pantheon of awards. No, but it's 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 this it's the state of origin equivalent, right? And I mean, but, but, but what I like, but what I will say is that as much as I don't remember who's won the more recent ones, and there's probably names that make sense who won it, but I couldn't tell you categorically which year so and so won it. But what I will say is that you you pointed it, it's it tarnishes the series victor. Yeah, the player from that team doesn't get it. Yeah, look, and that's that's the, the crux of what people aren't anti Billy Slater here. They're just going, Queensland didn't win. And well, here's he he, he's the win, thing. They had to win. Here's the thing was, I think if the if if the series still had been one two one by New South Wales, but let's just say for example it was a different thing. Let's just say that they won the first game eleven ten, the next game twenty two twenty to twenty one. And the last game they lost by sixty, and and Slater was dominant in each one of those games. Every one of those games, I would then go, you know what? Yeah, I can cop that. Yeah. But they but didn't. Not two games. And and he only played two games and only won one of those two games on a and dead only rubber. One of those games was a live game. Yeah. yeah. So so nothing against Billy Slater. I I still think he's the best fullback I've ever seen. Um, and probably will for a long long time. I think overall his career outshines. 
everyone who's playing today in that position. But on that series, on that three-game series, not given, not not getting sentimental, not thinking about what he's done in the past. Let's think about 2018. In my opinion, Billy Slater did not deserve to win the Wally Lewis medal. There's nobody on the Queensland team that deserved to win the Wally Lewis medal. I think the, the you know it had to be a New South Welshman, um, and and really that's the end of the section, mate. I just I just think that, that that the vote whoever voted on it got sentimental and emotional, and but, that's but what here's the, here's decided. The, here's the kicker for me with that comment that you're making. I don't disagree with you that there's a sentimentality element here. What worries me is that it was announced in the furor that it's actually a voting mechanism for each game. Well, why the heck? Hmm. Two things. Why is there a voting mechanism? It should just be it's people that are there to decide the decision. They go at the end of the series and they go, this guy was the best player in the series. I can live with that. That's why Wally Lewis should be voting on his own stupid award hmm. because he would have watched the three games. And yeah, you can get carried away with it, but I still back the judgments of great players, all right? And this is the bit that bugs me is that when you take because the system is four, three, two, one, all right? Yeah. What that basically means is after every game, three lots of people are voting four, three, two, one. Yes. This is why Billy Slater won the award, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's no. Not because, oh, no. No, because when you when you do that, if there's three lots of those votes for the first game, then there's three lots of those votes for the second game, and there's three lots of those votes for the fourth game, third game. It's almost like if you're the best player in the losing team, you're probably going to get a two, probably going to get a three maybe. You'll definitely get a one if you've been dominant. But yep. you'll get three times that vote. Then yep. in the third game, when you win a game that doesn't matter, you're going to get three times that vote. But here's That's the thing. Here's the thing was, the points don't matter. Did, did you not read about this or hear about this? The points mean nothing. The points aren't added up and then whoever gets the highest tally of points at the end wins. That's not how it works. The That's points... The points, the points are merely a guideline. And then at the end, they get together, they look at the points, and then over and above the points, they decide who's the winner. Not, it's not a points thing. So That's why Lockyer came out afterwards and said, well, he, he, he dominated the points. It's no, it's no question. It's, of course he was. No, no, no. He, he said he dominated the statistics. He didn't dominate the points in the 4-3-2-1. Well, I'm I disagree with you, Coxman. Well, mate, they they will not release the they will not release the points for starters. But secondly, Darren Lockyer said it on the on the footy show, and go back and have a look at the the interview and and listen closely to what he says. He says that that the points are all added up, and then at the end we have a discussion as to who's going to win. The discussion, if if it was just on the points, there's no need for a discussion. No one needs to discuss anything. The points are what they are. But he even says in his interview that at the end we have a discussion, then we decide who's going to win it. It's mate, the point system is merely a guideline. It's not a, a hard and fast as who's going to win. But he did reference the fact that Slater had won that convincing. He said that he was a long way in front. Yep. Now he didn't say that he was a long way in front on points. He said he was a long way in front. So, you know. Read that however you like, but honestly, it's online. So go back and watch the the two or three I mean, minute. I mean, I've got to watch the footy show. No, you just have to watch the two or three minute piece of the footy show, where he's talking about the Wally Lewis medal and listen to what he says. Okay. It requires effort, Smith. I don't know if I can do that. I know. Well, um, you know what? You know it has been an effort. We've been talking for an hour and fifteen minutes. I know. Everybody, if you haven't enjoyed this show, 
you're a good judge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, 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 we eased our way into the show, but I think we hit our, uh, our running uh, speed, which is about 3Ks an hour, um, and we got to that, that long-lost uh, audio. Brendan Nicholson. What a Brad. Seriously. Brad, whatever his name is. <clears throat> Hold on. Was Brad the one that I had the... And I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. We're going to wrap it up now. Uh, Cocksmith, uh, I think we just needed to get the rust out of the old wheels yeah, and the yeah. joints. Yep. And uh, we got there. Uh, you can start your campaign of trying to get back into that WhatsApp proof. Well, let me um, give you the tip. If I'm not back in, right? If I'm not back in by... What's today? Today's Wednesday. If I'm not well, back in... Me, I may not edit tonight, so let's, let's assume... If I'm not back in by Monday next week, right? You can expect a campaign, Nicholson. And I'm not talking about Wazza. <laughs> uh, you heard him ring a ding-dong. Trust uh, me, you won't name. like the campaign. No, he won't. Um, and remember, he's a photographer... Um, uh, Bradley, so you can take photos of you in compromise. No, nah, I wouldn't even do that. I'll just find out lots of stuff. He's going to our pub every three days. Uh, okay, everybody, I've days. been Warwick Nicholson. Follow me at NRL Tweet or at WD Nicholson. I'm going to give the old personal Ooh. account a bit of a uh, a run because I'm starting to uh, lift that profile a little bit. Um, mm. You would have thought after 185 episodes, everybody knew who I was, but no. Uh, Cocksmith, what are you uh, sitting on these days? Uh, I'm sitting on a chair and uh, I'm definitely not part of a WhatsApp group. So if you want me, just um, look me up. And uh, But you can mostly find me on Instagram, I guess. Well, I'm not really doing social media much no. this year. Uh, but it, the, the Instagram is just Rob Cox, Rob with two Bs, R-O-B-B-C-O-X, all one word. Find me there, yell out. Yell at me on a, at a game of footy, throw something at me or whatever. I can get you chucked out if you like. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, that's where you'll find me. It is. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash NRL podcast. I wanted to give you one chance before we end up the show tonight, mm -hmm. uh, Rob, and that's pretty much to say you've watched a whole season now, uh, pretty much again, you're saying 25 years, I think you were saying yep. you clocked up this season. What's been the, I'm not asking you for what has been your favorite or your best photo that you've taken. What's been the favorite moment that in the process of doing your job has allowed you to see? On the football field this year. This year? Yep. Um, mate, there's lots of things. There's lots of things. I think this year, uh, my favourite moment has probably been watching watching New South Wales beat Queensland, but that's just because I'm a very I'm a very kind of diehard New South Wales supporter um, because that's where I'm from. Unlike other blokes who are from New South Wales who play for Queensland. Uh, I think the best thing I've seen this year is probably yet to come. I think the best thing I've seen on a footy field, though, if you want to go back a little bit further, I think one of the, the nicest things I saw on a footy field was Sam Burgess and, and Russell Crowe. And I also liked seeing, I was right next to him when he handed it over, was when Russell Crowe handed over that NFL ring to um, Isaac Luke because he was suspended for the grand final. Um, they're probably a the couple of nicest things that I can remember. But who knows, mate? I might write a book one day. Because I've seen heaps and Ooh. heard heaps, so we'll see. Tell you what, you should do a coffee table book hmm. about coffee tables. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I don't think anyone's ever come up with that idea before in their lives, but hmm. coffee table book, mate. I think that's I think that's where we're going. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll keep and, that know, in mind. 
there is some there's some bloke that I know who may write things occasionally, so he could always help you possibly. Yeah, um, sweet. I'll give Steve a call. Uh, that's been episode 185 of Not the Footy Show. Uh, Rob Cox has been in uh, Canon Studio. I've been in the Camaray Studio, uh, and that is it. I can't believe we're ending the show. I am dreading. I don't. I don't think that. Edit's going to happen tonight, unfortunately, Gogsmith. No worries. But I will make sure it's done tomorrow while I am watching the football, the powerhouse Sharks versus Broncos. Beautiful. Um, on a Thursday night in front of about three people, so that's going to be great. So uh, we have plenty to talk about, hopefully, in the next couple few weeks, months, yep. etc. Um, and we will talk to each other again. Everybody, make sure you get in touch with us if you could like. If you want to head on to uh, YouTube. Uh, iTunes and give us a review for the one show that we've done in three and a half months. Most appreciado. Um, and good to hear that you've actually listened to the show because that segment in the middle, I tell you, I can't believe I've been sitting on that for about four months. I know, oh, it's unbelievable. I can't believe you didn't release it before now. I mean, it's, it seems to me like you were you're probably apprehensive about all the, the bombs that we dropped. Well, you know? there, were, there was grenades akimbo. I know. There were. There were grenades akimbo. You just got to trust, um, you got to trust, mate. Just trust the trust flow. Trust the process, mate. Let's yeah. send it up to the bunker right now. Trust the flow. 100%. Uh, any last words, sir? No. Good night, Warwick. Well, girls and boys, it's been another very exciting day for our friend Big Dog. Lots of adventure and fun for everyone. But now it's time for Big Dog to say goodnight. Good night, Big Dog. Good night, girls and boys. Sweet dreams. Not everybody. Talk to you next time on Not the Pretty Show. Not the Pretty Show. Show? Pepsi.